what is up everybody and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas and as always remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Before we get into that, though, let's get into the a main topic of this show. Because the Dallas Cowboys talked about, and specifically Stephen Jones, talked about Tyron Smith on Tuesday morning. And he, I mean, confirmed, quote-unquote, Something about Tyron Smith. And this is from Todd Arker over at ESPN. Let me know in the chat if you are buying or selling what Stephen Jones is offering. Here is the tweet, the report. Stephen Jones said that he expects Tyron Smith to be back in 2023. The veteran is set to make $13.6 million. That is base salary, by the way. I'm in, said Stephen Jones. We always do reworks and things of that nature that could come up with him. We have the ability to do that, but right now we are comfortable where we are. Are you buying or selling what Stephen Jones is saying? Do you think that the Cowboys are really expecting Tyron Smith back in 2023? Or maybe this is some public negotiation tactics. Maybe they're just giving the fans what they want right now. Let me see if you're buying or selling what the Cowboys are selling are you know offering. Because it is a, an important week in the NFL world. And I know that prospects will actually work out and run some physical tests, but probably the most important part of the NFL scouting combine is everything that goes on with every single NFL person that matters in there, in Indianapolis. And I know some people, some teams are not uh, attending physically anymore, but still it is a pretty relevant event. So let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Are you buying or selling what uh, Stephen Jones is selling? Uh, here it is. Toxic Tom goes with, it's a bad idea, so I am buying. Andrew Mosley goes with, yes. Gregory says, buying all of it. Isaac Slim uh, does not believe it. He says that he is selling. Mark Aaron says they need to get rid of him and save the money. Bruce goes with sell. Andrew goes with need the protection. I am buying what Stephen Jones is saying here, and I actually don't mind. I don't think that keeping Tyron Smith for one more year is a bad idea. I'm not going to lie. I know that, you know, when it comes to Tyron Smith, we need to talk about the injuries, but also what is the alternative? And I look at the numbers and it just makes sense to me to keep Tyron Smith at this moment. If we want to criticize the way that the Cowboys do business nowadays, I think that it's fair. But also, when you look at the, uh, at least when you look at the Tyron Smith contract, it is pretty, it is pretty good. I mean, I think that they nailed that years ago. It happened a while back, though. So I'm not trying to, you know, pat them in the back for getting that done. But I think that the numbers for Tyron Smith are not really that aggressive. $13.6 million in salary for a starting left tackle. 
or at least somebody who has the potential to be a starting left tackle. We don't know how the Cowboys will configure their offensive line when the time comes. I think it's a pretty low number. There is no guaranteed salary in it, so the Cowboys would have some flexibility even if they keep number 77. If they cut him, they open up $9.6 million in salary cap space. And then if they restructure him, they could open up $6.2 million. So now let's change up the question a little bit here. And let's go with what would you go? What would you do with Tyron Smith? Would you keep, cut, or restructure? Because honestly, and spoiler alert, I will just say it while you give me your answers, I would rather keep him. Because if you don't keep Ty Tyron Smith, then you're in a, in a very tricky situation across the offensive line. I am of the opinion that the Cowboys really need the depth at the position. I think that if you move on from Tyron Smith, then you're in a situation in which Tyler Smith is your bet at left tackle and you kind of don't have a left guard because Connor McGovern was serviceable at best at left guard. Plus, he's going to hit free agency. So who knows if you're going to keep him. And then on top of that, your right tackle, and we'll talk more about him later on the show, is going to be coming off of an of a torn ACL that he suffered late in the season. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure that I want to head into the season with those two big question marks, whether it is at right tackle, which would be a question mark just because of the injury. And then on the left side, it would be a question of Tyler is the left tackle, but then who is the left guard as opposed to maybe configuring up the offensive line as the Cowboys originally intended to in 2022, which was Tyron at Tyler and Tyler over at the left side. I know that it will not be a popular option if the Cowboys go down that route, but believe me, it is going to be discussed. And I will say that it could be the best option for the Cowboys having Tyron and Tyler. The only reason not to go through with that plan would be Tyron's health, which I know that's the number one concern in the minds of Every Cowboys fan out there, the fact that Tyron might get injured again, not in week one, not in the preseason, but in training camp, it might happen. It already did in 2022. So I do agree with, with those concerns, but also I would rather keep Tyron Smith. So not only am I buying what Stephen Jones is saying, I do think the plan is for Tyron Smith to come back in 2023 right now, but also... I think it would be a smart call. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. Uh, John Williams says $13.6 million for a reliable swing tackle, but also with the potential to start. Because I would see the potential to start is, is still there, I would I would argue. Devin goes with I would restructure. Sean says use Tyron as a swing tackle. Must take a huge pay cut. I, I wonder what would happen there. Like, if you are Tyron Smith, do you think you can get paid elsewhere for one more year? That would be a very interesting scenario. Like, if, if Tyron refuses to, to take the pay cut. David Casada says, he's got to go. It is a waste of money. I would love to keep him, but he is hurt a lot. 
use that money to get someone else. Army mom Heather goes with terrible idea. Just cut him. He has been uh, hurt three years. Ashley goes with keep. Bruce says restructure at a minimum. Does that mean restructure or keep Bruce if I'm reading that right? Toxic Tom says Mo, he will immediately get hurt. So in reality, we are already in that situation. Yes, goes with uh, Andrew goes with yes. Let's see here. Uh, unless you already have his replacement, says Gregory, then keep him. And that's where it can get interesting. Like, do you maybe keep Tyron Smith, address the free agency period with a more patient approach at offensive line, and maybe you can go get that wide receiver that you want or a defensive player that you want. And maybe depending on how the chips fall on during the NFL draft, Maybe you could see there's something else with Tyron Smith's contract because once more, right now it has no guaranteed money, so the Cowboys could have some flexibility there. I would I would consider keeping him, and I would consider maybe restructuring the deal. Although I'm not a big fan of that because then that would mean pushing more dead money into 2024, and Tyron Smith is no longer under contract by then. He will no longer be under contract, but it is a void year. So the Cowboys would carry that debt money in 2024. So I am more, more of a fan when it comes to just keeping him as is and keeping the doors open. Otherwise, I would just feel very uncomfortable with how thin the offensive line is. Like even if the plan is for Tyron Smith to not start, then the priority has to be to achieve that pay cut maybe. But I'm not comfortable with just letting him go like that. I know that, you know, I know that we worry about the injuries. And maybe if there is some insight within the within the building that tells the Cowboys he's not going to make it through another training camp, then maybe, of course, get it over with. But if the ex expectation is for him to come back and, you know, have the same re-injury risk that he's always had, then I would say that it's worth it. I think that sometimes we overestimate, underestimate, excuse me, how good Tyron Smith is when he plays. If you would, if, if someone could assure you, and I know this cannot happen, which is, you know, kind of the point against Tyron Smith, but if someone would if someone was able to assure you that Tyron Smith is going to play 17 games for the Cowboys, and then Tyler Smith is also going to play 17 games for the Cowboys, no questions asked. Tyron is the left tackle over Tyler, and then Tyler takes over at guard because he is that good. Tyron Smith is that good. It all comes down to injuries, whether or not you're fine with him staying with the risk of re-injury. I would go ahead and, and let him play. I would go ahead and, and keep Tyron Smith on the team. And also, we can act like the guy didn't come back and and played. What what week did he come back in? He came back in the Jaguars week. What was that? I mean, it was late in the season, but he also played two playoff games after that. 
So I would give some I would give some props to Tyron Smith there. I know that injuries happen, injuries suck, but I'm also not ready to move on from Tyron as if he was completely done. I would not do that. I see that people do not agree with me in the chat. Some people, uh, some people do. Army mom Heather says, Mauricio, you're being delusional, man. But he did play, didn't he? He did play over at the right tackle spot. And it wasn't very pretty because that is not his position. But he did come back, didn't he? And he played multiple games. And he wouldn't be the first offensive lineman to come back from a big-time injury, too. And I know that he's had several. But I'm not ready to sit here and act like, oh, there is no chance that Tyron Smith plays the majority of 2023. Not going to act like that is the case. And I'm also not going to act like the Cowboys have a solid plan if Tyron Smith leaps. Because then for the second consecutive year, you have an urgent need for a left guard. Or are we going to do Tyler Smith at left tackle, Connor McGovern at left guard all over again and have what was essentially a very shaky offensive line in pass protection last year? Because it was a shaky offensive line in pass protection in 2022. Dak Prescott just hit it. Dak Prescott just hit it. What's up, Jameson Taylor? Thank you for joining the show. What is up? Thank you. Thank you. Let's see here. You just said that it wasn't very pretty, so why keep him, says Mark Aaron. It wasn't pretty at right tackle. I would not have a lot of interest in Tyron Smith playing at, at right tackle. He's not going to do that. That's going to be Terrence Steele, and we're going to get to him in a second. Tyron Smith on the left side is probably still one of the best tackles in the entire league. I wouldn't move on from him. I wouldn't move on from him. Uh, what's up, Tommy? Tommy915, thank you for joining the show. Let's move on a little bit here, though. Let's get into Terrence Steele because, man, they also gave an update about uh, Terrence Steele and when he's going to come back. Before we get into it, though, just as a starting point, what is your confidence level on Terrence Steele being ready to go in 2023 in time? Because he suffered that ACL injury late in the year, and now we're going to have somewhat of a similar concern than the one that we had about Michael Gallup last year, right? When is he going to be ready? How is he going to look? And is he going to be 100% week one? Let me know in the chat from one to 10, how confident are you in Trent Steele's situation? And before we get into what Stephen Jones had to say about the health update for Trent Steele, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because as always, we're talking about a family-owned business has been so for over 65 years and when you choose Freeman Mazda you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer they make this show possible and you can check out their dealership over at Irving Texas you can also check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over at freemanmazda.net 
And as we do every single night, it is time to talk about the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. And in this case, it is a 2023 MX-5 Miata RF Grand Touring. This one starts at $36,815. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got a manual transmission, convertible roof, premium audio for you to listen to primetime while you're driving, a blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check it out over at FreemanMazda.net. So turn steel update. Let's get into what Stephen Jones had to say. And then we'll get into your answers from 1 to 10. How confident are you in the right tackles health situation? This is from Stephen Jones. Via Todd Arker over at ESPN. Stephen Jones said that Terence Steele is ahead of schedule in his return for return ACL slash MCL and expect, expects him to be ready for training camp. Said to be a restricted free agent, the Cowboys are working through which tender they will give him. Uh, first round tender, which is $6 million. And if somebody else offers him a deal and the Cowboys decide to not match it, then they get a first rounder in return. Or they could give him the second round tender, which in my opinion is definitely the most likely one. That would come in at $4.3 million. And then if the Cowboys do not match an offer from other team, a higher offer, then they would receive a second rounder in return. That is unlikely that, that a team uh, would go on and offer turn steal that higher deal. So in essence, the Cowboys are probably looking at a second round tender for $4.3 million to keep their right tackle. Let's see here. From 1 to 10, how confident are you in Terrence Steele being back in time and ready to go? Toxic Tom's a zero, especially as a right tackle. Okay. Army Mom Heather, go with three, is my level with Steele. I, I do wonder, though. I do wonder about this. We'd love to see what Toxic Tom and Army Mom Heather have to say here. Because Toxic Tom and Army Mom Heather do not want to keep Tyron Smith on the team. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just interested in talking this out. And you don't want you don't want Tyron Smith to come back even though you're not confident at all in Terrence Steele coming back. So you want to I mean, the Cowboys would have to spend big if this was the real outlook. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, I, I gave my points. You gave your points. But I'm, I'm scared. Like, that would be a scary, scary situation if the Cowboys need to have a backup plan at right tackle. They wouldn't have a left guard if they move on from Tyron Smith. And they would have Tyler Smith, who even though was pretty serviceable, it's not like this all-pro guaranteed star protecting Dak Prescott's blindside. That, that would not be pretty. Uh, Army Mom Heather's free agency and draft a guy, that's fair. 
but that would be a that they would need to have a very very busy off season and that would be fun of course but we know how the cowboys operate let's see though some other answers bruce goes with five in confidence level for for Terrence still inez gomez goes with seven tom and i one five goes with six I'm going to ride the fence a little bit here on this one, and I am also going to go with five because I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure that Terrence Steele is going to be ready to go by training camp. I think that he will be ready to go by week one, but the question to me will be how is he going to look like? Army Mom Heather says, Did we not learn anything after Michael Gallup? And hopefully that Terrence Steele surgery, you know, was not as problematic as. Michael Gallup's and we know how long Michael Gallup waited to get surgery and all of that. Hopefully the Cowboys get the offensive line right. And we could have more shows about this. I think that we will too. But I think that we are not kind of, we're not figuring out or we're not being completely, hmm, what's, the, what's the word that I'm trying to use? We're not talking enough about how bad the situation looks for the Cowboys or how not necessarily bad, but let's say how much of a need it is. Because if you go position by position, you go right tackle, you don't know what the status will be for Terrence Steele. Right guard, no problem. It is Zach Martin, one of the best players in the entire NFL. Center, Tyler Vyadish. I think that he had a fantastic season in 2022. I'm excited about, you know, how he will progress. But I also do not see him as the guy that elevates the the entire unit, right? Like he is not Zach Martin, obviously, and he is not a an elite center in the NFL. But he he is not a position that I am concerned about. However, left guard I am greatly concerned about. Uh, the Cowboys could keep Connor McGovern, and I would still be concerned. Let's see if they keep him in the first place, and then left tackle. Tyler slash Tyron's position could be concerning if Tyron leaves and then you only have Tyler uh, not as not a position that you want to address maybe because you've got your guy, but it might look a little bit shaky all throughout the, the front five. I think that we are not talking enough about the need for the offensive line. I, I don't think that... That, that we're talking enough about that. Uh, shout out to Brian. Thank you for joining the show. He says, great show. Thanks. I appreciate it. Let's see here. Uh, he's serviceable, says Tino Santiago. Tino says, I don't think that he will be ready until like week six, talking about Terrence Steele. Hopefully, if the Cowboys expect that to be the case, they will do something about it because, man... Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about wide receiver this offseason. It is a position that the Cowboys should address. But offensive line is just as important as that, if not more. Especially because you're talking about multiple holes that the Cowboys could have in their offensive line. And you know what they say. Your offensive line is only as good as your worst blocker, as your worst lineman. We'll see what they do there. John Williams says, I agree. Need a free agent left guard and a stud free agent wide receiver or cornerback. I'm still thinking about, about Seo Malo over from, from the Philadelphia Eagles. 
I don't know what the Eagles' expectations are in that in that sense. I don't know if they're expected to re-sign their guard or not. Uh, Isaac Sumalo played over on the right side, but I think that he could transition smoothly to the left side because he he played there before in his career. So I think that it could be a smooth transition, especially if done right. But then the Cowboys, uh, if I had to bet, honestly, and we will have this show too, believe me, more in depth. But right now, and I, I'm speaking from the heart right now, just a gut feeling. I would guess offensive line in the first round of the NFL draft. And yeah, I mean, best player available, blah, blah, blah. But like accounting for that, I would guess offensive line in the first round. It's early in the process. Uh, we don't know entirely how the board will fall, etc. But right now, that's what I would guess. You know what stresses me out a little bit? I will take you behind the scenes a little bit here. The camera has a screen right next to the lens. And I'm supposed to have that screen as some sort of monitoring for me. Kind of like know if I'm still in the shot, etc. And it just went dark. <laughs> it's a new camera, so I'm just getting used to it. So it stresses me out a little bit that it's black right now. Like the 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 screen just went off, showing me black screen. It's not showing me anything else. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm still I'm still here though. So obviously we're fine. But I would much rather have that reassurance in there, so my anxiety level does not go. <laughs> through the roofs. David Lawrence, that's my guy. He says, Isaac Alarcon starting left guard. You know you like it. <laughs> yeah, David David knew that I would like that comment. Uh, I would love that. Man, just give me, give me Isaac Alarcon in the roster and I will party. I will party hard. <laughs> Let's move on a little bit here on the show. Stephen Jones also talked about uh, the tag, the franchise tag. And he he's holding he's not holding back. He's saying that more than likely we will use our attack, according to Todd Arker from ESPN. He kind of wanted to downplay it, downplay it maybe. He said not necessarily on Tony, but we'll use our attack, which I thought was funny. Like he's being super direct, saying, "Oh yeah, we'll use it," but maybe not on Tony. That that felt like he was kind of like, you know, rewinding there. But as Todd Arker points out, if the Cowboys tag Dalton Schultz, it would be a $13 million franchise tag. If they tag Donovan Wilson at safety, it would be $14.5 million. Donovan Wilson, we can rule out. Listen, I want, I want the Cowboys to keep Donovan Wilson. I think that it will be a tall task. But they're not tagging him for $14.5 million. That's not how the Cowboys do things, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them for not tagging Wilson for such a price tag, even though I know that Dan Queen wants to use three safeties consistently. I think that the Cowboys maybe can trust whether it's their own development of Israel Mukwamu, maybe Marquise Bell, or maybe a free agent, or maybe just trying to re-sign Donovan Wilson to a longer-term deal for a, for a lower figure, of course. But Pollard would be $10.1 million, fully guaranteed, one-year deal. That's how the franchise tag works. Do you agree with me or not? 
do you agree or disagree that it is a known fact that Pollard is getting franchise stacked? I mean, Stephen Jones is essentially confirming that they will use it. Do you agree or disagree with me that it is a known fact that it will be used on Pollard? Let me know in the chat and then we'll get into the one cool thing as we do every Tuesday night. And listen, Pollard, I'm not against tagging Pollard. I am probably more against signing him to a long-term deal than I am with the tag. Because a long-term deal, uh, you're, you're getting in that dangerous arena once more of paying a running back over the long run. Unless it is like a low number and we're talking about a deal that's shorter than four years. Like, if you want to talk to me about a three-year commitment under a very reasonable number, I'm up for it. But the Cowboys cannot make the same mistake that they made in 2019 when they paid Ezekiel Elliott big, big money. Of course, they're, they're not going to get close that number with, with Pollard. I mean, I would assume that they're not. But I'm not against attack for 2023. I don't think that the salary cap will be an issue. I think it will be more about the Cowboys wanting to spend money, wanting to spend cash. I, I think the Cowboys salary cap situation is pretty manageable. So I'm not concerned about the Cowboys having to having to designate $10.1 million of that cap to Tony Pollard. I just... I just worry about the long-term commitment, especially with the fracture, et cetera, for Tony Pollard. So I would be I would be more in favor of the tag than I would be of a long-term deal. The Wayne Brown says I wouldn't tag neither of them. Signing Pollard for three years with a nine million dollar signing bonus. I mean, that's something that I wouldn't mind. I think I I still would would favor the tag a little bit here. Army Mom Heather says, I am against using the tag at all. Brian goes with tagged. Katharina says, I think so, Mo, regarding, you know, the possibility of this being a known fact already. Army Mom Heather says, second deals with a running back is a bad idea. And that's where I land. That's, that's why I'm not in love with the long-term deal idea for Pollard. I would much rather tag him. And I would do that especially knowing that Ezekiel Elliott is not going to stay on board with the cap number that he currently has. It is going to be either a release straight up, which I think is more possible every day that it goes by, or, or a pay cut, as the Cowboys have teased. Let's see here. Caveman says they paid sick with two years left on his contract plus two franchise years available. That is crazy, man. The Cowboys did botch that, that negotiation. It's still crazy to me that they did that with sick and yet they waited until the last possible moment to sign their quarterback. If you want to talk to me about blunders by this front office, that's where you start. 100% the, what happened with in 2019 with Sick and how they handled the Dak Prescott situation. 
I know that we don't expect too much from them. That, but I expected more from them that time. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, really quickly, let's get into the one cool thing and let's get out of here. For those of you who are new to the show, this is our feel-good space. You tell me your one cool thing. It can be something professional, personal, sports-related, non-sports-related, whatever you want it to be. Let me know what is your one cool thing of the week. This is our feel-good space every single Tuesday night. And I have one that I've been saving. I have one that I cannot wait to put on the table. And it is sports-related. Spoiler alert. That might give it away for some of you. That might give it away. What is your one cool thing of the week? This is mine. The pitch clock in baseball. <laughs> that is mine. I'm loving it. I mean, I watched only a couple of spring games right now. But baseball instituted a pitch clock to shorten games. Games were already averaging over three hours in duration. MLB is trying to take that number down to maybe around two hours and 30 minutes. But man, baseball is less boring now. And I say this as a diehard baseball fan. Like, I like baseball a lot. I've always watched it. But I, I, have, I admit that it was boring. And it was especially boring when players got in the batter box, took a pitch, stepped out of the box, adjusted their gloves when they didn't need to adjust them. It was essentially kind of like a nervous reaction or something. And now they're eliminating that. They are eliminating that. They're just getting right back at it. The game is fluid. The game is engaging. And I don't feel the need to open up Twitter between pitches every single time because the game is moving at a faster pace. How long is the clock, says Brian. So the pitcher needs to start his motion 15 seconds after having received the ball from the umpire or the catcher when there are no runners in the bases. But when there are runners in the bases, then that number goes up to 20 seconds. No, excuse me, that. No, yeah, 20 seconds and 15 seconds are the numbers. And then the batter also has to be in the box when there are eight seconds left on the clock. So it just moves at a fast pace. And it's awesome. Mo, how dare you say that about the pitch clock? Toxic Tom, you don't like the pitch clock? Come on, toxic. That is that is quite toxic. Army Mom Heather says, screw Twitter. <laughs> Let's see here some of your one cool things. <laughs> toxic Tom, man. Uh, Billy Squire has a new album, says Army Mom Heather. New albums, I like that as a one cool thing for sure. Ooh. Logic also dropped a new album. I had not heard that. I want to hear, hear that. So that could also be a one cool thing. The Yankees is moving to Japan. What? What did I miss? Why am I? Why am I not understanding this reference? Dwayne Brown says my one cool thing is that I haven't watched a Four Little Sports Network in two weeks. They just hate on the Cowboys. Ooh, I know. I know which uh, network you mean. The good thing is you've got A to Z Sports. Showtime says, 
my uncle thinks in your neck of the woods. Chivas has turned it around finally since Matias Almeida. There you go. <laughs> Rebaño Sagrado, Patrimonio de la Nación, Las Chivas de Guadalajara. <laughs> Shout out to Show, Showtime 53. Nailed it. Nailed it with the one cool thing. <laughs> That's awesome. That made my day. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And I will see you tomorrow night here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Check out the website, adcsports.com slash Dallas. And also remember that Primetime brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. Thank you so much. Thank you, Army Mom, Heather. Thank you, Mark, Aaron, Showtime, Dwayne, everyone. Uh, John Williams as well. Thank you for tuning in. See you tomorrow, same time. And let's talk some Cowboys. Muchas gracias. Bye-bye. Adios.